The Crafty Housewife Yarns podcast is where we come to talk about all things fiber arts and cottage industry. Of course, the Crafty Housewife Yarns podcast is brought to you by Crafty Housewife Yarns and My Local Wool. These are our two websites that work together to help bring small farm fiber yarn and accessories directly to you, the fiber artist or yarn enthusiast. Everybody, surprise! It's that time. Uh, it was a surprise to me too. Uh, that I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to work. This whole like just doing it when I can do it. Uh, my kids had a random teacher work day today, so they were off, and we had fun. We ate donuts and went to the art museum and the park. So I, I mommed real hard this morning. And I have chased them outside with, actually, she is is one of their babysitters, but she does also help me cleaning up and tagging things and stuff. But today, I was like, you're going outside. So the kids are outside, and I wanted to do um, a live video fiber blending lesson, and um, I'm excited about this. So this was a question that someone posted yesterday. And uh, I thought it was a really cool question. So I'm going to do some of the other ones that other people posted. If you still have a question, still post it. Um, I'm going to do this, I think, five days. We're going to do this five days. And uh, I will leave these videos live for a while. And then they will probably eventually end up on uh, Patreon as part of the Dream Yarn course. Because uh, that's where things usually end up. <laughs> but they'll be on here for now. So you can definitely enjoy them just in the Facebook group. So before... I'm interrupted. Let's get on to fiber blending. So the question was, how do you blend fibers with the intent of spinning them and not have the colors get all muddy? And I thought that was just a great question. And there's lots of different ways you can approach that. Uh, one is definitely, yes, you are right. The way you blend the fiber and color choices can definitely impact how they work together. Um, also how you spin them. So I will probably do a second video because um, I will want to do a good job of it. Uh, I'm going to make some roll eggs on my blending board. I have my blending board, which y'all have laughed at in the past. Yes, yes. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> it is the same blending board from my uh, really old when my skin was really bad video on the YouTube on making your own blending board. And yes, it does. It's still just as crappy as it was uh, like three years ago. But, it, you know, it works, and I like it, and I see no point in fixing it. So it's going to stay exactly just like this. So I have my blending board, and I have my my dowels that go with it, and then I've got the uh, brush that I think I had another brush for this, but this one came with my brother Drum Carter, so I got that. So those are my tools. Hey, Renee! Okay, so I was going to do two roll lags just because... Obviously, the same ideas would work on a drum carter, but I feel like not everybody has a drum carter. And also on a drum carter, I have more videos on that. I mean, a drum carter, you're going to feeding the fiber through, and it is, depending on how many passes you do through the drum carter, is going to kind of blend your colors more. And I have some bats, for examples. Um, but rollogs, I felt like 
you're really like kind of painting with the fiber and you're placing the fiber where you kind of want it. So I thought that would be better for this lesson anyhow. Hey, Lynn. So anyhow, that's what I got today. So I have two different options. Let's see. Option number one is I'm going to do... Okay, so back with the rambling about colors. My feelings on this are uh, I've never really worried about it too much. And this is where I think I am bad about maybe not necessarily giving myself enough credit. I do have an art degree. <laughs> and um, I, I don't think I ever think about that anymore because, you know, college was a long time ago, I feel like. But uh, colors are something that I really just kind of have like a gut feeling about of like, I really am attracted to that or I like different color combinations. And I know just from working in the fiber business that a lot of other people will kind of, well, not just working in the fiber business, just being a woman and having friends and friends that talk about interior decorating or photography or their kids' outfits for Christmas pictures or redoing their kitchen, I have come to understand that many women think a lot more about color combinations than I necessarily think about. Like, I just kind of like, I like what I like, and I can look at things together, and I see that it balances and is cohesive, and I go with it. But I am understanding that that may not be how everybody's brain works. And I am really bad about thinking that everybody's brain works like my brain works. And the older I'm getting, I'm learning that like basically nobody's brain works like my brain works, except maybe Didi, my six-year-old, because we're very similar. <laughs> so I wanted to, I, I thought about this. I thought this was a great question. And I uh, was kind of like, how would I describe it? So I felt like there were kind of two different ways. I got two different things. First one I'm going to do is um, kind of, I've got, this is some natural fawn alpaca which is super fabulous shout out kelly from big dream farm look your fiber came so it's getting used in this demo <laughs> this is actually going in one of our my local wool sampler boxes but i stole a small amount for myself and for you for this video so example of what you could get in a uh, my local wool box hi kelly and then this is our rambolet just in the white um, that is left over from, I think, this past month's braid club, or next month's braid club. I'm not sure. It's the Rambouillet that we really like, and it's very soft. So I'm going to do one. Heal me just the camera. I can actually see my blending board. So, all right, I think everybody can see. I'm literally making this up as we go. So first thing I'm going to do, let's see, all my little tongs are going that way. So my idea with this one was I wanted to do kind of a neutral base and then add pops of color because I felt like that would be one of the, and I have not used a blending board in forever. So if this ends up really wacky and overloaded, y'all just ignore that. But I felt like one of the best ways to have something that would spin up pretty and not turn out muddy I have fallen in love with, the, oh my god, yeah, the Rambouillet is like the best thing in the whole world. And uh, spoiler alert, our November Braid Club braids for Braid Club and Fiber Boxes is also going to be Rambouillet because we just really like it. So, uh, you know, the holidays are stressful enough without having to worry about whether or not I'm really going to like the fiber. <laughs> so I was like, screw it, we're having a Rambouillet twice. Twice in uh, two months. So, let's see. 
I wanted to do kind of a base here and see lesson number one, clean out your brush better. Because I felt like if we had kind of a neutral base here, that's not going right, that then you could add pops of color. And then when you were spinning it, it uh, would come out with kind of, as you would imagine, the neutral base blended together and kind of marbled with little pops of texture and color all blended evenly throughout. So that was my big evil plan. I'm working on buying some Rambolet sheep. Oh, good, good, Kelly. Yes, please buy some Rambolet sheep because we really like it. We also really like Cordell. Uh, Cordell and Rambolet are two of my favorites and definitely our best sellers, which when you're done watching this live stream, you should go check your email slash our website because there are a there's a surprise in there and it's core involves cordell and rambolite so you should go go look at that so this is going to be my face and then i literally just grabbed these i wanted to do something really bright so this is a uh i believe this is a faux cashmere this is a pink and kind of purple faux cashmere blob and this is a neon yellow merino. And these are my wool nips that I particularly enjoy. They're like the little fuzzy ends that uh, I like to use in my tweed bats. And so they're just kind of fuzzy and I enjoy adding them in for texture. So as you see, I have a neutral base and I, I tried to really space out my alpaca, you know, the white and the fawn color. And so I'm going to go in with the pink. And since this is a roll log, a little bit will go a long way. And I'm literally just going to place this. And so there's two schools of thought with this. You could do kind of a long stripe all the way down because in a roll log, when you're pulling it, it's all going to unwind. I'm trying to see if there's comments or you could kind of space out. And obviously the more of the color you use, you know, the more that's gonna translate into your yarn. So if you want it just to be, you know, little pops of color, then, you know, don't use so much. <laughs> the yellow, I'm just gonna put next kind of near the pinks. And this is a different, fiber so it's grabbing in the tongs a little differently so and I'm very into balancing things so you know I've got it kind of all in there and then these guys I'm going to use very sparingly because they're just like kind of little fun for texture so I'm literally just going to kind of throw these on like confetti and and we'll get the light pink I actually really, really like this. I'll toss that on. And I mean, with roll logs, obviously, you know, don't go too crazy. And you don't want to overload. I may be overloading this. Like I said, I haven't done a blending board in a while. So I'm going to go back in and kind of add a little bit of the neutral and just kind of try to balance it. So now... Push down all my ends. Now, I feel like the same concept 
could work if you were using a drum carter. I would put it through pretty much the same way I put it through here. I'd put the neutrals through first, let it spin around on the drum. I would add my, you know, little bits of colors, spin it through on my drum, and then I would maybe add some more neutrals back in there and then finish it off on the drum. So it would probably disperse a little bit more on a drum carter. Whereas with a blending board, you can kind of keep it all where you were expecting it to be. So let me, all right. So now I'm gonna take this. I have not done this in forever, so I'm actually pretty excited about it. You clamp it and start rolling. And, oh, come on, blending board. Yeah. Blending board's like, what are you doing? We haven't done this in forever. So, uh, I just kind of get it loose. I did not do a good job of clamping that on that side, so we may reclamp. You want to make sure you snugly clamp. I'm trying to do this and like not have my arm in it. And I kind of pull, you're pulling against the tongs, pull and roll. Like I said, I may have gotten a little bit more fiber on here demonstrating than I should have, but that's okay. And then you pull it off and I always kind of do like swoop it around. You want to make it like a little cigar or a big cigar, I guess. And uh, I know some people out there have like the really skinny, super perfect roll logs. Mine are kind of big and manly. I like, so there's my roll log. Here, I'm tired of hunching over, so I'm gonna have to pull this up. So, the way you do this to get this off is you kind of wiggle them, wiggle the sticks, and then usually one of them is, then you just pull one, like hold one still, and then pull the other one out. And you have it on here like some sort of weird corn dog, and then you just slide it up. And then that way you're not, you didn't mess it up. See, it stays all nice and, compact. So color-wise, you can see like in the middle, you've got all the different layers. And when this spins out, and I will do a video on this, you can look on this one too, it's going to be a combination of those colors with just a few of the little pops of color throughout. So I may be wrong, but in my opinion, I think that would look really good and not be muddied looking because I kind of kept sections. So that'll come out pretty marbled. So I would say that is one example. Let me uh, clean off my blending board here. I'll probably just add that. I hate wasting anything, so I'm just gonna add this with that and it'll probably all get spun together. Alrighty. Got fiber, for example, B. All right, move all my fiber. So this one, so since that one was a neutral base, this one I wanted to do with kind of complementary colors. And we're gonna do kind of a gradient spin. And this could be done on a bat or a rollog. We're gonna do it on this blending board again. And I've got, just grabbed what I had, some blues and then this lavender. And so I'm going to purposely, in order for them not to be like, 
I personally think, and I have made bats that are these colors or similar colors and are all mixed together, that's going to be more of a marbled look. If that reads as like messy to you, you can always do it as like a gradient. And I know those are popular in both bats and rollogs where you really keep the color story separate. And then I, of course, have shiny stuff in silk with some interesting contrasting colors that we're going to add in. So we're going to let's do that. Hey, Teal. Alrighty. So, I think I got the camera back where I'm at. Alright. Go. Okay. So, let me try not to overload it this time. So, what I'm going to do is just really purposefully put all the colors kind of in one section. So, there's my blue. There's the dark blue. I really like doing this. This is a lot of fun. And this is something you could easily make. Um, I have a video about it. So you could easily make one and be blending fiber without too much expense. Okay, I keep checking to make sure I have my camera on there. Here, actually, I think I'm going to do the blues together. If you really want to keep it in like a color family situation. And so instead of layering these like I did in the last one, I'm doing like color sections. Let's move these color sections. Yeah. Oops. See, I already, if that happens, just pick it up and comb it straight. So that could be a tip. Make sure you brush it straight. Yes, indeed, you can still see this. Okay, so I've got my three color base. I really like, and this is like a white fire, uh, I think it's called Star Bright. I don't know who names these things, but that's what the bag said. It's like a white fluffy kind of nylon, and it just adds a little bit of shine. I really like using this stuff. It kind of looks like fake cobweb almost. And it's really fun to blend through. And this is some pink Firestar, which I'm going to lay kind of along the same as the white. And blend that in over top. And then this I really thought was festive. This is some hand-dyed uh, mulberry silk. And it's got this kind of cool orangey color. And it's next to the, uh, like, blues, the dark and light blues. And I just personally, I like things that are kind of, this is all kind of a cool tone color family. And I, uh, I enjoy an unexpected pop of color. So I thought that would be fun. And it's also, because it's silk, it's very soft. And it's a uh, different texture. So I'm just going to kind of, I really enjoyed this. So I'm going to roll this all throughout and then see when you comb it 
you then see the colors through the base are coming through. And then, like I said, this is going to be a roll log. So it's, when you spin it, it's all... I love mulberry silk, too. And mulberry silk is heavily featured in a lot of our bats because I really like mulberry silk. So, got that. So, I have to add this one on here. And see, you'll see here in just a second how this is the inside, so it's got all the colors. And then this outside is going to... The getting it started is always the hardest part. Once you get it start started rolling up, then uh, I don't think I left myself enough of a tail. But I kind of pull against the tines, and that kind of helps stretch it. Oh, yeah, this one's really pretty, I think. Well, I'm just going to roll it off. And do a little spin here at the end. See, so you can actually kind of spin back up. Aha! Look at that. Like I knew what I was doing and everything. All right. <laughs> so here's this one. And you can see on here, we do have a definite color blocking situation. And so since we know with Rolog that you start at one end or the other, and then you're going to spin that way, the fibers are going, I'm imagining in my head, are going to go from one color to the next. With the little add-ins, you can kind of see peeking through, uh, you know, mixing in what I'm hoping will be evenly. <laughs> so let's... Uh, Wait for it. Like I said, you got to kind of wiggle them around. And then I didn't give myself enough of a tail. One of them always seems to want to cooperate better than the other. So then just hold the one still and pull out the second one. And then you've got this one. Slide that one off. And you can see this is probably the side I would start with. You just start right here. And then as you're drafting, it, yeah, see, it's going to be just purple. And then it's going to slowly, you can see the blended colors. There's a little bit of that orange. We'll all start blending it. So to go back to the original question of how would I blend fiber to not have it be muddy looking, um, I think I've got two good examples. I'm really excited about both of these. I'll spin them up for you. Um, you can go with either a cut like cool color family, like this is all telling kind of the same color story of like cool colors, and then add in sparingly a little bit of, um, you could either go also with cool colored add-ins or you could add something that was, you know, a bit different, but have it just mixed in sparingly with the idea being because the contrasting colors, we're going to call like this, the contrasting colors are not a ton. It's not going to get muddy when you're spinning it because um, it's not all going to be like three really heavy amounts of a different colors all competing with each other mixed in. You're going to have like one, two, three, like a gradient with just a little bit of the contrasting colors mixing in here and there to kind of unify it. I personally think that'll look really cool. Other option would be stick to more of a neutral base, even though this is like a two-tone neutral base, but it's still a neutral base. And then just once again, add in your contrasting colors just in 
smaller amounts so that it, but smaller, but even. So when I say even, I don't mean in like quantity, I mean in spacing. So either in a bat, evenly spaced in the bat or on a blending board, evenly spaced in a blending board so that it's kind of popping in here and there. So that would be my two, two uh, suggestions off the top of my head. I also have some bats, wait for it, laying around for examples, because I, uh, these were some Heidi has made. And my bats are usually pretty textured. I, just because we have different blending styles, I, when I'm blending bats, they tend to be much more textured, kind of in color sections. Heidi blends beautiful bats, which are very popular, which is why uh, Heidi's bats are the ones in the, uh, <laughs> Heidi's bats are the subscription bats, because everybody loves Heidi's bats. And um, mine I kind of do for like crazy special editions. So here is an example of a what bat Heidi made that went out, I believe in this past month, fiber box. And it is a blend of about three different um, natural colored wools. And I forget off the top of my head what they are. But if you got it, it's on the card that came with it. <laughs> I'll tell you. But you can see she blends her bats because I wanted to show some bats versus roll logs. Um, she blends hers, I believe, a lot. She really gets this really nice smooth color gradation. So to me, this one is not going to be muddy. The yarn from this, I feel usually in my experience, ones that are blended like this turn out pretty similar to what you see. So if you were in a store, the yarn from this, in my experience, reads very similar if they look like this to the bat, because the colors are all going to be blending as you're spinning them in together. So since she's already blended this a whole bunch, I would say this is about as blendy as it's getting. So bats, if like I said, if you're looking or blending your own, either online in a store or blending your own, when you have already blended them this much on a drum carter, you know, they're gonna come out, like you can pretty much know that's what the yarn's gonna look like. Uh, this one I particularly love that Heidi did, and this is, I think, currently lift listed in our leftover bats. It looks very similar to the other one on the outside, but it has some of the little cotton neps in there that will pop in for texture here and there, as well as the, uh, I believe this was a natural colored silk that she particularly requested. And I was like, that's a little fun. <laughs> and I really like how it turned out. So you can see this is gonna be natural, but then with, as you're spinning it, and this is where I was talking about, it also depends on like how you're spinning it. So if you wanted this bat to be really all blended together as you were spinning it, I would really maybe tear it in, like unroll it, tear it in sections, and then make sure that like you were evenly spinning all the different colors and textured sections. Yeah, I love her work too. Teal, I just saw your picture with all Heidi stuff. If you wanted it to be more gradiated, I don't know if that's the right word, we're gonna say gradiated, then you could really start on like this end and do like a section of white. My kid's trying to call me, they're literally outside. <laughs> um, you could do a section of white and then do a section of like the dark, you know, you could really pick apart. And I see people do that because they post pictures on Instagram where you can pick out the different colors. Um, so you could really go either way. 
So if you were really concerned about mudding the colors, you could always spin, pick it apart and really spin them more separated. So that's that one. And let's see, like I said, she also had, because this is what I had laying around, this one actually has glow-in-the-dark spinning fiber in it, and I think I have them in the leftover bats. <laughs> if not, I will be adding them very soon. But um, this was one she's recently done, but was one of the little mini Luxe bats from the fiber subscriptions. And like I said, once again, you can see Heidi's bats are blended very evenly already. So when... If you were looking at this, you could pretty much, I mean, you could pick the different color sections out, but honestly, hers or ones like this that look like this, hey, Amy, are already blended so well on the drum carter that, I mean, I think the yarn, the final outcome of the color blending on your yarn is probably going to be pretty similar to how you see it here. So if you like the color combos here, which I do, like I said, this one has glow in the dark fiber in it, but you just can't tell because it just looks like <laughs> this white right now. It's very fun. We did that for last month for Halloween. But if you already like the colors together on one that's blended that well, that's probably what it's gonna look like. So let me see, wait for it. I have over here for, this bat I blended. <laughs> so it is similar colors, but it is definitely chunkier and it has different colored sections. So if you wanted to really keep these colors separate, you could pick apart this bat. This one does not have glow in the dark fiber. It does have sparkle in it though. You could pick apart the color sections more. So, um, that would be kind of two different people's bats, um, similar colors, but this one, you know, definitely is more textured than the other one. So I hope that has answered your question. Like I said, that was, it was such a fun question, I thought, because it was something I hadn't really thought about too much. And I will do a follow-up video on, a, <laughs> we'll do a follow-up video on, spinning the little roll logs that I just made so we can see how they turn out if they turn out like I think they're going to um but I hope that answers your question I had fun doing this so we'll have to do some more and not meaning to sound like a total hater but <laughs> the fiber I've gotten in the past that um when I first started spinning that I felt like turned out kind of muddy which is what I thought of when I read your question was uh, not hand-blended fiber. That's where I'm saying I don't want to sound like a hater, but I'm totally going to here for a minute. I personally feel that the... Um, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, the, it looks really pretty. It's like the uber-blended roving, and it's usually in some sort of, like, super fancy blend from a uh, competitor of ours that's very popular but will remain nameless and the fiber that like I said I had gotten when I first started spinning some of their fiber subscriptions and like it would come and I'd be like it's beautiful and the color it would be like imagine these colors but sent through a mill so they were all really blended up but in like long stripes y'all know what I'm talking about so 
those were the ones that I felt like looked beautiful in like when I pulled it out. Yeah, yeah, they get sued. Those were the ones that when I was thinking about this question, that I was like, well, what was something I ever spun that I felt was going to look really cool? And then when I spun it, I was like, eh. And that was what came to mind. And I don't even, I don't know, Teal, do you have like a better uh, description of what those would be? Because like the... Like I said, the best I can, can say is they're usually called custom blends of something. And it's where, because it all went through in like a big mill, it's long strips of the different colors. That when you get them, they still are in individual strips. So like they look really pretty. And then when you spin it, the strips all get mixed up. So they go from being like this to kind of like that. And depending on, like, I mean, sometimes it turns out really cool, depending on the color combinations, could end up cool or could end up not so cool. In my opinion, the ones that ended up looking cool were the ones that were in, like, similar color families, like, kind of different shades of pink with maybe some white silk. Those turned out looking cool. The ones that the fiber looked really awesome, and I was like, most of the custom blends when you spin it doesn't, tra yeah, doesn't translate into the yarn like you would think. That's what, uh, my friend Teal says. And I agree. <laughs> That's one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. But yeah, the, um, of course, I like really bold colors. So I'm spinning some like that right now. And the only way I can uh, negate the muddiness is spinning from the fold. I'm kind of, I'm seeing if I can read the rest of this comment. I'm kind of horrible at that. Oh, I like spinning from the fold. We may have to do a video on that. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that felt that way about them. But I remember I had one that was like really pretty like fall leaf colors. I was really excited about it. And yeah, then when I started spinning it, it was just kind of like a muddled mess. So that is, I would say, if you were blending fiber <laughs> and you don't want it to look muddy, I would say step one, you're already going in the right direction if you are blending the fiber or, um, or if you're buying bats from someone like me or Heidi or whoever your chosen person you're buying a bat from, if you don't blend them yourself, either Rolags or bats, by doing it in just a small portion like this that just went through a drum carter, uh, spinning from the fold is so much fun. Yeah, okay, on support spindles. Ooh, that might have to be a whole thing unto itself. I will look into that. But because this is a limited, this isn't a big blob that was all sent through a mill and made into like a custom blend. This is literally a bat. So this can be easily pulled apart if you want to pull it apart. Just buy all the bats from hiding there. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yeah, this one can be bats, like I said, and even if you blend it, if you're blending it, you're probably going to be happier with it than if you bought a custom blend. And this is where I could be kind of bitchy and get on a soapbox about our stuff and we are at that like awkward teenage phase of business where it's like we want to keep things really small produced for all the reasons we just said. So we're not selling you like weird getting muddy fiber, but it's also as you're growing as a business, like trying to keep up with production. So, um, you know, like I said, let's pretend you're blending this. So you can either buy them from people who sell them or you can blend your own on a blending board or a drum carter. And I would say already you're off to a good start. Probably don't really have to worry about your colors getting muddy. If you are mainly used to spinning the fibers that are like the custom blends, I can totally see where your issue might be. So I would say maybe move away from the custom blends and go for any sort of um, blended bat, blended uh, 
Rolog, or Waveport. We also have, this would be, I guess, this is a uh, one of our last month's braids. And I know people, and we're, we're going to have a whole thing on this. I know people can really get into different ways to spin braids. I like spinning them, and y'all know me, I don't plan this out too well, where I pretty much, like, if I was going to spin this, I would just unbraid it, and I would pull this into sections, and then I'd pretty much just spin down the strips, because I like seeing how the colors all play together. But this, with a hand-dyed braid, irregardless of how, if it's color-blocked or if it's marbled, that's what I call these, like this one, you're still having enough colored sections that it's not like these little pin sections. Oh, here, I know, I have a good analogy for you. You know how in the 90s, the highlights in everybody's hair were like the Kelly Clarkson style ones that were like really like separated, like blocky highlights? <laughs> uh, that would be, and I'm not hating on Kelly Clarkson or the blocky highlights. This, see how it's got more, even though it's a marbled braid, it still has large enough color sections that it kind of, it can hold its own. The chunks, yeah. It, they can, each color can stand by itself, so it's not going to be muddy. Whereas now how they do your hair, at least, um, which is why I can't have them do it on mine. You know, the highlights they do where they get like two tiny little hairs off your head and then they like foil it to death, like all over your head. And the reason they do that is because it then blends it all in. And that looks good in hair highlights. I like that look better. That's what I have, because this is not my natural color. <laughs> but for, uh, you know, we're not spinning my hair, so it's fine. Like, it looks good on my head, but if that same technique to me of just a couple, a couple different colors in fine strands all throughout, that's what gets muddy. So I would say if you were spinning any sort of a braid that is hand-dyed or any sort of a bat, I think you're going to be okay. And if you're really worried about it, you can always pull the colored sections apart. So I think I probably need to go check on my kids. Would you love to know more about spinning your own yarn or what to do with the yarn once you've spun it? We have all sorts of exclusive content that's available that gets added to all the time on our Patreon website. The reason that this is such a special thing to me is that the funds from Patreon go directly to funding the staff and website over at mylocalwool.com, which helps to promote our community with small farmers and promoting their works and getting it into the hands of crafters across the world. Without your help, we can't keep this going. So please, if you would like more information on spinning, we have actually added the entire Dream Yarn course, which takes you from spinning your own yarn, from even thinking about spinning your own yarn, all the way through as far as you would like to go with yarn design. That, as well as behind-the-scenes content, interviews, special web classes, and much more can be found on there, which is exclusive to our Patreon members. This is meant to be an added bonus on top of the free content that can be found on our YouTube channel. Please help us support small farms and small cottage industry and consider checking out what we have over at Patreon today. Thank you.